0: Good morning, spiritual Charlotte. We are joining you this morning from Gastonia, where we are at the Hive Design. Um, Hive Design, a place for, well, honestly, I'm not even going to say what Hive Design is for (laughs) before I read you an opening paragraph that will perfectly explain. We have uh, the opportunity today to be on site with Merriman Castles, who owns the hive, who has created the hive, who has downloaded the hive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's the queen bee of the hive. (laughs) There's really, uh, let me just read this paragraph to you uh, as we sit here in the back office of the hive. Merriman said, the hive design is a hive of creativity and community. We design invitations, announcements, and stationery for the important events of life, the passages. Beyond invitations, we work with our private and corporate customers to create bespoke gifts and awards to celebrate these passages. We open our doors for events and workshops that add greater dimensions to the comb. The vision is ever-evolving and drawn from a life that is richly, sometimes painfully experienced, as it deepens with honeyed wisdom. Merriman said, I love sharing my personal calling from the bee and the powerful ways the hive has stung, taught, and healed me with its guiding love. The hive is a super organism that is a powerful metaphor for life and our existence as divine beings. Hive design is the pure in its purest essence is my ministry and our beautifully restored building is the temple. And here we find ourselves. In the temple, we're in the temple today, and <laughs> I have a, a feeling we're gonna get ministered. <laughs> Truly, when we send our guest, um, just kind of a, the basic starting form to fill out, and they send something back, and this form, I'm, I, I said to Merriman, "When is the book coming out?" Mm. <laughs> you know, we had the opportunity to meet at Lighthouse Spiritual Center, which is our home base in Mooresville, and. Merriman came in the door, first of all, she was glowing. She literally looked like a honeycomb. That was number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one. <laughs> two, <laughs> two uh, she started telling these stories of pilgrimage and sacred journey. And her path, um, you know, she'll talk about that she uh is a Episcopalian first and foremost, but that she's gone down this richly deep path across the world and has become part of these uh, women's communities and part of these hive communities, part of these, these shaman communities. The Melissae. The yeah. Melissae. She was immediately
1: ex- speaking our language within three minutes being in the <laughs> door, and we're like, wow, how come we didn't know about this woman before?
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I felt like the magi had arrived. I was, I'm, I'm listening to yeah. her talk, and I'm just like, I, I can not figure out the level of joy and curiosity that was happening in my body—I <laughs> felt like I was turning into a different organism. Isn't that what the bee I've Think? experiences? I, it must be. <laughs> so, what we're going to talk about today is what all this is about because um, we are literally talking about bees. We're talking about bees metaphorically. We're talking about—we're talking about all of it because it's just like she said, honeyed wisdom is just like pouring over everything. So. Um, Merriman, thank you for having us in your space.
2: Oh, gosh, thank y'all for driving all the way, all the way to Gastonia. Oh, my god. Y'all, y'all are both such beautiful, radiant beings. I'm thank just delighted you. to get to share the space yeah. with you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, I don't know where we begin, so we just have to pick a, a point on the map. So, Merriman, what I want to maybe start with is, um, maybe you can walk us through this dream Uh, Knowing that it has kind of this top layer and all these layers underneath it that is the hive and all these different Components of the hive certainly this starts somewhere in your own honeyed
2: gorgeous heart, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell us. Thank you. How did the hive, I think you're asking how did the hive come about? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know it was very interesting. I was, I was I was a wife, I was a mother, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I, I felt like I was doing it pretty well. I knew, I knew there were some spaces I needed to work on, but I felt like, like I was doing all right. But then um, unexpectedly my marriage came to an end and my daughter went off to college and my son went to live with his father because that's what 16 year old boys wanna do. And um, this brought me to my knees. It literally brought me to my knees. I didn't know how to move forward when one day I'm a family of four, and the next day I'm just family of one. I'm I'm one. I'm Mm -hmm. one, and um, I found a job at the chamber. I was I was gifted practically a job at the chamber of commerce, and um, planning events and being very involved in community. And now throughout my marriage, throughout raising my children, community had been just something that just drew my heart. And I had other people in this community that, that recognized this and asked me to be a part of different opportunities to to give back and to create in community. So I, I, I love this and I knew the chamber, you know, the chamber, that's like the big community hive, right, right? Right. And planning the events where we celebrate people for their achievements within this community. And so I, I, I worked there and really enjoyed it at the same time and it's an important part of my story I also realized that I was using alcohol in a very um, negative way to try and escape the pain so I I, um, you know I entered recovery the 12 steps program Mm -hmm. and um, you know and also with that with that step into recovery I needed that I realized that I needed to go someplace deeper with this, so I did resign from the chamber, and I accepted a call from a woman in Charlotte, Linda Boozer, mm-hmm. and um, and two other women, Jane Tanner and Jane Fidel, and Jennifer Fidel, to go down to Mexico to an orphanage in La Paz, and begin an arts program down there. And I thought, okay, this is a perfect time in my life. I really am doing a a, gear sh- a shifting of gears, mm-hmm. and so. Um, we went down there to La Ciudad de las Niñas y Niñas and we created this beautiful arts program with these children and it's since been, um, it, since been, um, adopted by Mother Earth Across Continents and so, um, y'all are familiar with this program? So, um, anyway, so it's been adopted. So the program has continued, but while I was there, um, I knew I was just there to plant the seed. But the seed for the hive was planted in me on that, and I looked at Jennifer. Mm-hmm. We've been swimming with whales with this fellow Benjamin at the Posada, who would take us out on this boat. And I came back, and we were sitting on our beds looking at each other like teenagers. And I <laughs> said, I said, I'm going to go back, and I'm 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 going to create a hive. And um, and I thought it was going to be like an art supply and little gift shop in downtown Gastonia. I knew there were many many properties down here that. Um, were available, and I'd been working with another friend, um, Richard Rankin, on uh, Art Space for many years. And so, um, bringing a live-work community to downtown. So I thought, oh, this is going to be perfect. And I came home, and it's interesting because I told my daughter, and she had run into Ring Torrance, who owned Torrance Stationery. And her aunt had started this 65 years before, and Ring said, this would be perfect. I'm, a, I'm a, I have a BFA in graphic design from the University of Georgia. I've been a graphic designer for a lot of years, and um, anyway, I um, uh, came back and got got this. Just well, Beth came came in and she said, "Ring is closing Torrent Stationery," and um, you know you can. Buy, or ring had said I could I've lost my place but ring had said that I could um, purchase her inventory and she would give me her database and that I could could fold this into this business okay. which is actually not folding it in but expanding it like mm-hmm, the comb right yeah. and I had no idea in that moment that that would become the focus of this business the real guiding force that would bring people in that I could open up a business on main avenue in a revitalizing downtown where you might have one one, you know, several deserted buildings around you and and all different levels of repair or disrepair, and yet have a consistent traffic coming through, an audience seeking you. And so, you know, it was very fortunate. So I I, I am leasing this building, but renovated this building. And even when I shared with my family and friends what I was doing, rather than say, are you crazy, you're divorced, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna feed yourself, you know? All these things. I just never hesitated that I knew this was where I was supposed to come and I knew even thinking back on it it wasn't that difficult it was a lot of work mind you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it wasn't that difficult Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and each step has revealed itself the art supplies have fallen away more gifts have come come in and of course last year when I returned from Greece and Israel I mean I was struck immediately need to vibrate this downtown, need to shake it up, so I bought a sandblaster. <laughs> and we've been blasting glass, slate, and wood like banshees to bringing in awards, bringing in bridal gifts, all the different ways that we can expand what's we've created these beautiful invitations. And I love getting very close and intimate in, a, in an invitation and designing a hand-drawn wedding monogram, you know, mm. very ornate based on, you know, old... Um, it's on a Baroque style or on Victorian and, or Tudor letter forms, depending mm-hmm. on where we go. All the way to expanding out and offering gifts for the bride, offering, um, you know, general gifts for, for the passages and awards. So it just, it keeps on. The comb continues to be built. And different bees come in, you know, different and they, they contribute what they're supposed to contribute in that part in their lives. And I honor them honor them and they spend that time and then they help us grow and then you know they go off into whatever part
1: Mm -hmm. of their lives
2: they need to expand into and another one comes in and brings more different flavor to the honey yes yes it is just like Mm -hmm. different different honeys different pollination right exactly
0: well i have to interject here because i think that it's that for the listener that if you haven't it's hard to imagine the place that we're sitting in because when you pull up into Gastonia, and you see this building front that has this custom designed um, bees and honeycombs all on the outside of the building, and then you walk in, and what you realize is happening inside here is something really sacred. There's something happening that has to do with the fact that you have traveled around the world, you have brought back these energetically, you have been drawn to things, that are sacred in nature, you've brought them back into your shop. I don't, whether it's um, the oils, the oil perfumes that people are wearing, or soaps that you found, or honey related products, or um, artwork that's sitting out in the gift shop, when you walk in here, immediately you're in divine presence of creative energy. Thank that is world world combed over, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to paint that picture for our listeners because it it also sets the tone for that you suspect something else is happening here, right? I something deeper yes. is happening here. Mm-hmm. So I want to know if you'll talk to us about the metaphor of the hive and what really deeper is happening beneath this amazing business
2: here in downtown Gastonia. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that opportunity to share that. This is a hive. When you walk in, you see it is actually constructed. It doesn't look like a hive, but it is constructed like a hive. You can have many things happening in here. The gift shop is out front. You know, there's the visual excitement out front, but, but it's it doesn't reveal as much out front. And then you come in, there's the gift shop. You come in back, there's a workshop space that also doubles as production space. My office is always, always busy. And then of course we have the sandblasting and storage um, in back and downstairs a woodworking studio where Jim works as well. Mm -hmm. So we're always creating um, and bringing things that we bring from the maybe the deepest depths of the hive out to the front. And you know, this this is very much like a real hive where the different bees have um, different jobs at different points, but the beauty is even though that bee and I can't quote it exactly I think it's um, you know that each bee makes only a 12th of a teaspoon of of honey in her life but I might be wrong on that number we just worked on we just talked about it on Monday night but um, you know just the tiniest amount in her lifetime of honey that she'll contribute to that to that um, honey that feeds and nourishes the hive and and that we enjoy too Um, but she'll do that just for her little part. She'll come through and do that for the continuation for the service to the divine, which is the queen, which is metaphorically in the hive, or in truth, it's God.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's in service to God. So this is this is my calling. This is what I do. I'm in service to my divine. Yes. And so. how
0: how well go ahead, Debbie, because I'm think I'm just thinking about when you started down this bee journey, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned the uh, Melissa, right. and you started finding communities that were in the sacred relationship to this metaphor and also the actual ecosystem of these bees. And
2: what what was all that for you? You know, it was so powerful because I was sharing that when I made a drum and an elpskin drum, which was, really about you know um, endurance and, and I made it with Robbie Warren and um, when I meditated with that drum, she gave me her name and it was Delphi. And I thought how interesting and I, I knew Delphi but I went home and I looked it up and then finding that that was like the basin of, of the Melissi, um, I knew. I knew that something very special had happened, that I had been given a call in some way, and Robbie said, I, I know that there, I know that there's some bee shaman, like they're in Europe someplace." <laughs> uh-huh. And so, you know, Google, that Google machine. Google's your our friend, friend right? right? Yeah, I always say that, Google's so <laughs> my yeah. friend. And so, you know, I found, I found the sacred trust, and I had read The Shamanic Way of the Bee before, wow. by Simon Buxton before, and so to find this place, and then, then to realize, that there was a gathering in the United States um, being taught by Naomi Lewis and um, Kate Sheila out in Joshua Tree and it was in a month. So I I emailed and I received something back that there was no room, that I was on a waiting list. And I thought, well, you know, maybe sometime. Within a couple of days I received another email back that an opening had had come up and I, I enrolled and I went out there and I met this whole community of, of women who were speaking the same language. This the same, um, they were having the same observations in the hive that I was. The same awe oh, of this place of, of profound community where you serve in community. And I love the hive because you know the bees are not sitting around going, "Oh, your stripes are skinnier than mine," or you know, <laughs> "You're hanging out with my drone." <laughs> you took my drone. <laughs> I mean, they're sisters working together, and and you know, the drones do get a bad rap in the hype, but they are very beloved, so um, they are.
0: So tell, tell our listeners, who, if they're saying, well, okay, you said the word Melissa.
2: Elaborate on who that is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's an interesting, I, I, I almost in some ways don't understand myself, okay. and it's a deepening understanding um, I think it's one of those that comes from the soul. It comes not from Merriman in this physical body in this day, mm-hmm. but something in the essence of Merriman that has existed since the beginning of time. And that's that to me is so beautiful, that, that energetic understanding, that connectivity that has um, always existed, that we have always existed in and realizing that through time it has come up and there have been women who have ca- been called, called to serve in ceremony, mm-hmm. in, in guiding people. And um, to me, it's, it's they're in the temple and they're serving people in the passages of their lives. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're, they're sharing their wisdom, they're sharing their experience and they're sharing their hope, which is very much like the program, of, which is the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. and then you know it also ties in with uh, the astrology that I'm Mm -hmm. so interested in Mm -hmm. as above so below. Mm -hmm. So when you say the
0: Melissa this is a historical this this is this is a group of women that have existed that have existed throughout time and their energy and their legacy keeps incarnating through women all over the world exactly in service to a sacred path yes okay that involves everything feminine i imagine yes and everything creative right and everything involving how we do this community together how we do this
2: community together and it's important to me it's very important to me to while we honor this beautiful divine feminine we lift and we honor that divine masculine they are they are the seed of our creation. Mm-hmm. They are our providers and our protectors mm-hmm. and we have to honor and love them. And that's when I talk about the drone and the hive. They are very honored. They carry the history of the hive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they carry that yeah. history. They sing mm-hmm. to the babies and they tell that history. You know, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The community is,
1: you know, made up of all those components. Exactly. Yeah, you can't have exactly. a community with just one side or the other. It's not no, balanced at that point.
2: A, very, and you know, in the hive, if the hive is not balanced, if this hive isn't balanced, mm-hmm. if we're not balanced in here, um, if this person isn't balanced, you know, nothing moves forward. We just mm. sort of sit and spin, and, and the hive will die. The honey isn't as sweet. The honey is not as sweet. Mm. The honey can be bitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a whole different kind of medicine at that yeah, point, right? It is.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, when so mm. we talk about the shamanic way of the bee when we because I know that you have are going through those passages passages in your own life even mm-hmm. though uh, you said it has really deepened your journey as an Episcopalian as well as a Christian my Christian journey yes. and as a Christian which is gorgeous mm-hmm. and but and as you make your drums and as you tap into all the tools that are keeping you connected to your sacred self what is what makes the shamanic path of the bee unique
2: you know, um, I think I think there certain there's certainly a beautiful history going back through time, going back. Um, when I visited Delphi this summer in in um, Greece, and it was just amazing. Um, it was very profound, and then I spent time on Crete, and um, you know, just very profound, deep uploads there. But um, I, I think that. I think there's just a truth that my truth, our truth, extends beyond time and beyond the constraints of, of history and what's been written in the last 2,000 years. And so knowing when we go back and back and back and back to you know, to the very just beginning of our existence that um, we, we realize there's just there's just a simple truth. We are one. We are all connected. We are one. We are here to help and serve one another. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's distills down that simply.
0: It feels to me (laughs) like the path of the mother. It feels to me like when you are speaking about it that all the things that the mother embodies, the compassion, the collaboration, the nurturing, the, um, being kind of the what is it called when the um, the glue that holds the everything else together right. I think of that queen bee and right. we talked about Sue Monk Kid's work about the bees right and all the symbolism that was in there and we even talked about um you know that if you think of a this matrix or gridding energetically yeah. happening around the world that not only are we a part of it but actual bees right Right, are playing
2: a role. Mm-hmm. So just these beautiful little lights. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I even love and the yeah.
1: symbolism of the shape of the comb in the hive. Mm-hmm. It's grid-like in how it's. It is especially mm-hmm. when you flatten it and make it like a flat dimensional
2: drawing you definitely see the grid patterns I mean it's well, very obvious. And we, I mean we do we see these these patterns and being a graphic designer yeah. being an artist yeah. you know my my world my work is about patterns creating these patterns and so they're they're very powerful to me yeah. but again you know going back to um, the grid and us each serving as, as a light, as an anchor on this mm-hmm. grid where we are, mm-hmm. each of you where you are. Mm-hmm. And me here, I mean, we, this is what we do. We stand here, we, you know, we, we bring that divine love through us mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. share, let it flow through us and to those around us. Mm-hmm. And the part of that is staying balanced and, and mm-hmm. that is, and staying healthy and, um, staying connected
0: mm-hmm. and holding down the fort somewhere i mean we talked about i said gosh we just wish you were like right next door and but it's so purposeful how we all are set all these different people that are working in the sacred path and bringing all that stuff up from the deep mm-hmm. that we're on these little meridian points where you can travel an hour to go to that one and an hour right. every here. and oh you know those people too mm-hmm. and and it's just weaving that big fabric it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about because you're like also like a pollinator like across the planet, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. I don't quite know uh, <laughs> but you know, when you came yeah. to visit us, and I thought, oh my gosh, like uh, a golden goddess has arrived with uh, tales from the east. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, you mentioned um, a trip that you had taken to Israel mm-hmm. and some interesting situations you found yourself in and I lo- we'd love to hear a little bit about some of your adventuring around and your pilgrimages on this journey oh my gosh um, oh,
2: I, you know I found I found um, I found Israel to be the most magnificent place I've ever been. I, I, from the moment I landed there, I knew I was home, you know, and in Tel Aviv. And then uh, I even laughed, you know, even as, uh, taking the cheroot from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, um, you know, and, and sharing dates and water in the back, you know, and it, it was like, I was laughing, it was like a joke, a Muslim, a Christian, a Jew share a cheroot. <laughs> 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 and what happens? You <laughs> dates and share water and <laughs>
1: catch up things that, it, things that people do. I know we didn't bring the bell on the trip with us. <laughs> All right. Ding 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 ding. Perfect. Ding. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but you know, I, I I went there and it was it was pretty fascinating because um Jean White Eagle, who um is a friend of Robbie's, mm-hmm. um a, a, another friend had connected us and so she was holding an event and um I wound up taking a flight a day early, and uh, so I stayed with my hostess who had an Airbnb, which was right next to the Prime Minister's residence. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, right? It's an Airbnb. I mean, it, you know, and it was nice.
0: It was wonderful. It was, like the, it was like the Queen needed to get near royalty, okay? <laughs> it's
2: so funny. I mean, I, they, I like, I'm like at 5,000 Street, and they were like, you're staying with the Prime Minister? <laughs> Maybe that's why they were so generous with their their dates and water. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know that that was amazing. There are two different stories I can tell. And so you edit this?
0: <laughs> no, heck no, no, we're not that talented.
2: For that sake. Well, no, we'll start with it,
0: one and we'll see. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I mean, you know, I found it fascinating because I was talking with Toby, my hostess, and she's 80, and her friend, Rena Cohen, who's up from the north, up from Haifa. And um, so they were here, and so I was telling them about being an astrologer, and they said, um, is this a story? Yeah. But they was telling them about being an astrologer, and um, it was... So amazing because Rena said, "Oh, have you read the Twelve Dimensions of Israel?" And I said, "No, I haven't." She said, "It's a book written by a feminist, and it really lines up the um, the Twelve I just um, get chills. Oh, okay. chills. The twelve. Um, I can bring it to you, but the twelve tribes of Israel with the astrological signs. And I've seen it again and again. I see the uh, now since I'm seeing it with the twelve, I'm seeing these signs lining up to the twelve steps. Mm. It's the mirror, the steps so of yeah. the mirror of the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so powerful. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but so she said it's written by a, a Jewish feminist, but it's very hard to find. And, um, you know, you can't get it on Amazon or anything. So the next night I'm at Jean White Eagle's gathering where um, it's just amazing to be like looking out over, <laughs> over Jerusalem. Um, at this gathering and singing and drumming with with Gene White Eagle and and folks around, and I just happened to be there with this fella named Yakov, and you know he's a Sufi mystic and uh, he also has a, a spiritual bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, Yakov, do you have this book? <laughs> That's a strange book for a Christian woman. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> So I had to go to Tel Aviv the next morning to meet with a paper maker and then I came back and stopped in your cuffs and so he said, oh, I have this book here for you and so I'm, I'm reading it, and this other man is sitting there, and he says, that's an odd book for a Christian woman. What do you want this book for? I said, oh, I'm an astrologer. Like, like that was my profession. I, mean, I, could be anything I, 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 I have been many times, many lifetimes. I'm sure one or two might have been right. in that part of the world. Yeah, that's still funny and So, you <laughs> well, funny. So, um, he said, would you give me a reading? And I did. And so, um, we sat down. I gave him a reading, and... Afterward, he asked me to step outside with him. And, you know, he didn't know anything about me. And he looked at me and he said, Your Jewish name is Deborah. Mm. I said, That means honey bee. <laughs> <laughs> and then no. he, um, oh he, he said, He asked what I was doing the rest of my stay there. And, and, you know, I said this or that. And he said, Well, this is what you need to do while you're here. He said, You need to go... Up to Mount Tabor, Havat Tabor, and he said, "This is this is how you need to pray there." And he told me how to pray there. And um, then he said, "You need to go swim in the Sea of Galilee, and this is how you need to pray there." And again, I caught my breath because two weeks before, I had had a dream that I needed to hold hold a ceremony in the Sea of Galilee. And I told my sponsor, and she was like, well, if everybody had to go like to swim in the Sea of Galilee to get rid of their sins. (laughs) Have their character defects removed. (laughs) You were in trouble. (laughs) But here I was being told to do just this. And then he said, and then you need to pray in the bee yard. Not the commercial bee yard, but the natural bee yard. So I went home, and I was like, well, we, and, and I was like, oh, thank you, thank you for sharing this, and, you know, and we went our separate ways, and um, I went back to Toby, and I said, Toby, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know anybody? He said, oh, I have this driver, Gideon, he can take you. <laughs> Did he pull up on a golden chariot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a yellow taxi. <laughs> so it was a golden <laughs> chariot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on an off day. <laughs> So anyway, so we went and we went each of these places, and, and Gideon he was so excited. I mean, when we when we were up on Mount Tabor, it was interesting because um, uh, we went up to the church that was open, which was beautiful. But then we went down to the Protestant church, and I'm I'm just hanging around like knocking on the door because it's locked. And um, naturally, <laughs> <laughs> open this locked door, <laughs> and some guy leans over like this. This wall, and he's like, "Are you a Christian?" And I said, "I am."
1: It sounds like the Wizard of Oz, the <laughs> <laughs> guy at the door, at Oz, right? <laughs> yeah. and I like opens the door.
2: And I mean, and and then she was like, "Gideon," and and I was like, "No, he's Jewish." She's like, "Well, you, you know, you can come in," and I was like, "I'm sorry, Gideon." <laughs> and he's like, "That's no problem. I'm gonna sit out here and you know eat my apple." <laughs> and, and and I was opened up, and I, I went into this, just amazing grounds, and this amazing chapel, and the peacocks, and the peacocks have been so prevalent in my life um, lately, and um, the peacocks, this chapel, and I was able to pray in this beautiful chapel, and then we went um, to the Sea of Galilee, and we tromped through where they were setting up for a a bar mitzvah that evening, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> Gideon had some inside and <laughs> we were able to get in and go swimming and it was it was so much fun and then we were driving and um, Gideon was like, oh my gosh, he'd, he'd gotten into it by this time, right? Oh, yeah. And he said, is this a bee yard? And I said, yes. And he stopped and he's like sitting in the car and he's like, you go because he's not going to go running through this Arab farmer's <laughs> you know, land to go pray with the bees with me. And I, I went and I have Got there and I saw these bees and I I just realized I realized that the truth the truth of how we are just all the same we're all the mm-hmm. same no matter where we are no matter what we do we're all the same and I said these prayers and just as one will do hop back in the car <laughs> and Gideon and I rode to Nazareth <laughs> <laughs> <your> everyday thing. <laughs> And we got and some, had lunch in Nazareth. <laughs> and we had some supper. And, but before that, I went to the the Church of the Annunciation, which was so powerful to be in that space. And um, at the end of the day, I turned around and, and I found myself, this church was filled and it was about six o'clock and I found myself in there alone. And I turned around and I had this beautiful picture as the light streamed through and that mm. that anointing yeah. that moment was one with the divide
0: yeah we know what those tears feel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> a yeah. true anointing yeah yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: and yeah. that's that is in the moments when you come back and You know, you have invitations to go and people don't always show up. You know, people aren't always present. Um, And they're barking and they're wanting this and that and the other, or the business isn't there, you know, and it's quiet. Um, Those are moments where this sustains you,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is so much, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, because you realize that it's so much bigger than
2: you are. Yes. And how blessed to be called. But all I have to do is be just present. this little pres- bee that's present mm, yeah. and take my little life mm-hmm. and make this little one-twelfth of a teaspoon of honey, mm-hmm. and y'all make your, yours, and we just work hard to make that honey sweet and pure and golden and in service to our divine.
0: Okay, so that's a wrap. <laughs> really, all like, we're just gonna sit here and cry for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Oh my god! That's so the most never, beautiful story.
1: It is. Love let's, that.
0: So let's do it. Let's. So this is the way that I like to work. Uh, Look forward to hearing your book. Okay, so you'll call in two two years. You'll say, "Remember when you said on the show about the book?" Okay, well it's done. We get the first interview, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) after your book
1: publishes. Yes. Um, And
0: then, and then two is if you go back to have dinner in Nazareth or run through bee yards. <laughs> Can take you please leave. take us <laughs> with us? <you?
2: laughs> <laughs> well so. since I'm going to England next week, <laughs> there's a whole new host of adventures opening up. We've even yeah. made a passport here with um, with a royal monogram that I designed for um, Harry and Megan. <laughs>
0: You're gonna deliver
2: that? Well I mean, we are just gonna photograph it's gonna to, to Instagram. We're gonna deliver it to Instagram and tag them. Love it.
0: So so that is one of your your beautiful stories. Um that you that you enchanted us with. Um what is it oh yeah. She charmed us. You know how they come in and they smoke the bees out? That's what she Oh yeah. Okay. All right. what you did. She, that's what yeah. happened. We got smoked out by Merriman Castle in our own place. But I was loving you. I was I know. You were, you were. So um so so that's one beautiful adventure and then Tell us either about another adventure that is poignant, because I think our listeners love these stories, or even where you're headed, even what's on the horizon. Let's see,
2: let's see, hmm, oh my gosh. Well, because of where I'm going with the Melissa, I'm not even, I mean, I've read everything in the world, but I'm not even really sure this is an adventure. It's another adventure and my heart is just open and I'm just so ready. Ready to um, to be filled even more, to expand even more. You know, it's funny. I find in this process, I I um I I have an experience. I'm completely awed. I'm completely um, overwhelmed even for a while. I mean, I can barely even focus for a little bit, and then. Um, you know, then your life creeps back in and it becomes sort of a new normal and you know, you get going in your routine and all that. I'm grateful for that too. Mm -hmm. Because I like to feel like I'm productive and, Mm -hmm. and really contributing. Um, and then now you gear up, and you know you know it's coming. Even my dreams have been filled with with chatter, and, th- and I wake up and I'm like, going, I have been doing some work. I wonder what <laughs> language I was speaking. I, <laughs> right, right, yeah. And then you know it's like, but time to get back to work and and you know make the donuts in the hive. And so I'm, I'm very excited about that moving forward. I'm trying to think of what other story might come up. Um, You know, I think, I don't know that all the stories happen out, you know, all the adventures happen outside of the hut. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they happen in here. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, I think what's powerful is um, last year I had a woman who was, she had cancer and she knew that she was coming to the end of her life. And so she made an appointment and asked to come in and sit down for me to plan her end of her life, the sympathy cards. Oh,
1: wow
2: and she didn't want to have to burden her husband or children with this, but she wanted it just right because she was a lady. And I'm telling you what, she was a grand a grand dame and, um, a beautiful woman and she liked things done just right. And we sat down and we created these and, and she loved Helen loved pink. And so while everything was very proper, we put a little pink flower, um, just, just at the top of the, of the little sentiment that we wrote, which, we worked together to really bring out her words and what she wanted to say. How she wanted to say thank you to all the people who um, who would bring to who would bring who attended those services or would bring food and what that. So really, what I felt, I felt like I was um, almost a messenger. I was almost carrying the message from her to through through me to the family to Her friends, where she was able to still thank them from beyond, and it was her. But you know, her husband, when he came to pick them up, he was so moved. And you know, they'd spent they, they were older, so they you know, spent many many years over 50 years together. And he was so they were, they were so real to him, it was so such a poignant observation to see him. Holding his wife this way, reading her words. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then with the bride, sometimes they'll come in and my stars, they think it's all about them. Can you imagine that? <laughs> They're the first people on this planet to get married. It's all about them. And what are we gonna do? And how are we gonna outdo everybody in the world? And how you know how we little, 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 little. they give Queen Bees a bad name and I will look at them and real quick I will sting them and I will say this is a sacred ceremony that you are entering into with another human being to bring more life into this world. You better right size yourself right now. Mm -hmm. And I won't hesitate on that because you know I will provide them the most beautiful (laughs) invitation. Mm -hmm. Folks will be impressed with them. They will think it's Mm -hmm. beautiful but we're going to also remember every step of the way this is A sacred time Mm -hmm. this is a sacred service that I am sharing with you and I'm showing up and I'm 100% present and I expect you to be 100% present and we are in present we are present together in our father's eyes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in presence together
0: we are in presence together I Mm -hmm. just love how you bring the divine all the way down all the way down to where we are on this ground. We are. And what you and are, yeah, and what you are doing. It's just like, let's remember here, you know. I want to ask you about um, a couple things I want to ha- definitely get have time to get to. Um, one is you talk about all this dreaming and all of this whenever one from the hive recognizes another that in the hive. And you talked about um, uh, Matthew Wiley um, I, I want to bring up his name in the conversation, and then I also want to talk about the dream of the, the big audacious dream of the hive. Oh, I'd love to share that's both. coming down the pipe. Okay, mm-hmm. so
2: Matt Willie, Matt Willie, hey Matt Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Willie has the good of the hive. It was a vision that came to him in his studio in New York um, a few years back um when he had a, a beautiful encounter with the bee and he can tell that story better than i but um you know in his observation and as he got to know the bee he really became very aware from a very deep place in his heart that he was called to paint these bees to paint 50,000 bees around the world to raise awareness about about the bees, about the hive, about our responsibility not only to the hive but to this planet, to this mama gaia who loves us. She is so happy to provide us our home and we keep on <laughs> we keep on doing the things we do. And so, you know, and the bees are so happy to serve and, and you know, it's it's we need to join that joy, don't we? <laughs> we need to be that joy. I like that. we need to join that joy. Yeah, we yeah. need to be that joy. And so Matt has taken this initiative, and I, I contacted him early in the initiative and um, asked him to come paint paint um, on the hive, and he agreed and lived with me for about a month in, last spring while we was painting and. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, we would get in the morning, we would chatter, 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 chatter. We'd go our separate ways. We'd work, 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 work. We'd come back together, chatter, 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 <laughs> chatter. We'd go to bed in our little <laughs> different rooms, and we'd chatter through the walls. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, through that, a definite, beautiful kindred spirit, but also um, just a, a deepening a recognition that we... You know, yes. we are here serving one another, and when we have these mirrors, when I'm able to see y'all mm-hmm. and see the best of me and able to see Matt and see the best of me, it's such, it's such glorious affirmation of mm-hmm. why we're here. Mm-hmm. Why we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's not so glorious sometimes when we're seeing the parts we don't want to see mm-hmm. of ourselves, the mirrors we don't want to see of mm-hmm. ourselves and folks. But mm-hmm. that's our challenge to work through that and learn to love that as well. Mm-hmm. And Matt he's all over the place talking about about these bees and loving he's sharing this beautiful um, divine love
0: so we we all need to look him up and mm-hmm. find out what he's up to
2: obviously yes. he just got back from like the German consulate he'd called we were playing phone tag he'd uh, given an interview up there and was driving back to Asheville where he lives he did tell us about the dream what is the dream that is building <sighs> the dream here? that is building I think the dream really I'm trying to figure out when it really began manifesting but I think um, it's, it's interesting um, all of the things in my life I've not really known how they've they've happened they've just appeared at just the right time the end of the marriage the job at the chamber the opportunity in La Ciudad de los Niñas and niñas, the opening of the hive um, the path of pollen uh, working with Matt, going to Crete with the with the Melissa and uh, Israel on my own and then coming back and um, being in this hive all while working a program of recovery and also continuing a very deep study of astrology and practice of astrology. Um, uh, and I, I had spoken with another astrologer recently um, in New York and we were chatting and she they looked at my chart and she was like, You've been an astrologer in many lifetimes. I'm like, I surely must have because I am not that smart and I get this stuff. <laughs> but I'm, I'm seeing how it's all coming together. And being what I am, it's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo sun. I'm a Gemini moon. And I'm a Sagittarius rising, which, you know, I may not have always loved my chart because there's that old little. little uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio action that was the alcoholic <laughs> Neptune, Mars in the 12th house for the astrologers oh. out there <laughs> Saturn and Pisces you are speaking my language yeah Saturn and yeah. Pisces yeah I had some obstacles to come over- overcome but um, you know having this complete knowledge this complete truth that we are indeed um, fearfully and wonderfully formed Knowing this knowledge that every person who walks into this shop, every person I encounter is exactly who they're supposed to be. God has created them perfectly. And some of us are wounded and some of us are hurting. And as I look around though and I look at my own life and I realize that, you know, as as a mother, as I sit in those rooms and of Alcoholics Anonymous and as a woman and I look around and I see, oh my stars, the breakdown, the breakdown the breakdown I see in our world, in our society, it begins with the mother, it begins with the woman. And it is up to us to, to do the work to, um, to heal, to bring the healing to this planet, to bring the healing to this human population that ultimately will bring the healing to our planet, um, this earth, this Mama Gaia. But um, through this, I've, I've, it's just a vision I hold for a healing hive, where, and I love the idea, and I'm gonna have to manifest the property at the base of Crowder's Mountain because I just think that's such a special place in Gaston County. It's so powerfully beautiful. It's such a raw and incredible place. We are our own people. We're kind of badasses, <laughs> <laughs> kind <know> of about it. <laughs> But, you know, to have a healing hive where, where women can come, these women can come, these mothers, mothers can come, and we look at their charts and we see how they're formed, their beautiful creation that they are. And we also incorporate those traditional therapies that have, have been proven that work, that are beautiful, and especially those 12 steps. And my sponsor is 80 years old. Her name is Myrtle. And when I told her I thought Bill, Bill W. was a shaman, she just laughed her head off. <laughs> Myrtle's a good Southern Baptist. <laughs> but you know, when we incorporate, you know, the steps, astrology, we incorporate beekeeping, organic farming. We learn these practices that women have brought up as we have served our families, our community, each other. Throughout history, from the beginning of time, these these talents that are ours, Um, and we share these. And then, you know, eventually these women, they find the healing, you know, through these acts and through each other. And then eventually they're able to bring these skills that they've acquired, you know, out into the world, if that's where they want to go, or back through the Hive, with the products, Hive Design, with the products that they make. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more hives. Mm-hmm. So the healing hive, it's a vision, it's a dream, mm-hmm. it's just something I hold. But, um... I think it's holding you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it is.
0: Like, I have to tell you, when people speak, and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking about all the little signs that the universe gives, whenever you are in right moment, you're in right, you're, wa- you're on that golden thread that is mm-hmm. Your highest, greatest Mm -hmm. life. Um, Debbie and I on the way here, I say to Debbie, I found my map of Crowder's Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie says, oh, wonderful, great. I said, yes, because, and we've been recently talking about where we need to hike and camp Mm -hmm. and to facilitate some mothering journeys with people who are coming to us to be mothered. And Debbie and I offer the service called the Big Mama. And in that Big Mama service, wow, mm-hmm. we, we, the, the grandmothers that work through us and the divine archetypes and the, and the, and the feminine avatars that work through us mm-hmm. come through to facilitate healing. We've had men coming to us recently, in particular um, a group from uh, Choices for Recovery in Charlotte coming to us saying, do you understand how we need to be mothered? Yes. They're coming to us to receive service. So whenever we meet other women, Debbie and I were told a long time ago through the light language work that we do that our job was going to be to to help to teach the mothers and children how to heal themselves and how to rise into their sacredness. And so when we come and I see all the points of the star just lighting up everywhere as you speak or as the people from Choices for Recovery speak or as Debbie and I formulate the mother work That was what had us opening our doors a long time ago was was the call of the mother And I think about as we go through all our journeys and you bring up the Melissa, And we know that we've worked with the Marys and we know that uh, St. Bridget means something huge to us and and you look at all these it's just like it starts to form this constellation that is just beyond mm-hmm. comprehension. It is, and
2: Saint Bridget's very important to me as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Of course, she is. Yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah. I mean, I, that 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 was like something shiny.
1: But yeah.
2: <laughs> but what you're saying is that yeah. we are all, you know, it it is this, um, it's the collective consciousness. Yeah. And so, you know, this is how we all have these ideas and then they're they're born you know they don't come from just one they never just come from one it's from the collective consciousness but I mean seeing the opportunities how to work together because I know I know when this young woman or this young man when they have been loved and nurtured and brought into this this experience this this time right Mm -hmm. (laughs) this experience Mm -hmm. with loving parents that Met each other and did everything in the proper order, and <laughs> and I'm not passing a judgment there. It's it's um, what I'm trying to say is that you know where they come and they fall in love, and it's truly based on on love, not need, not filling a hole, not fear, mm-hmm. but love. Mm-hmm. And they're created truly in love, and they're raised truly in love how amazing is that and it just starts I think when with these women for me when these women are able to um, to see how beautiful and worthy they are so the young women don't go grasping for someone to love them or create something that they can love
0: yeah yeah grasping for like poisonous straws I mean and I think about that so many of us have been single mothers yes and when you've been a single mother that's a whole nother birthing of mm-hmm. self. Um, you know, you mentioned that uh, after you went through kind of the path of destruction, and, but then moved into the sacred, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where life really kind of started. That's where life started, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like in the South, we, women like us, know secrets. <laughs> And we have to find special, unique ways to communicate those secrets in the fabric of the South.
2: <laughs> Wait, maybe I put up a stationery store? <laughs> <laughs> a gift shop? Right on exactly. Main Street. Exactly on Main Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they walk
0: in thinking they're getting stationery. <laughs> but something else entirely different is going on. Well, and they are. They're getting something created from... The depths of someone's um, creative force and being, mm-hmm. but they're but they're getting, they're getting something holy, right? By just being in relationship and presence with this dream and this light, being in ceremony mm-hmm. together.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Debbie, <laughs> do you have anything that you need to get out? <laughs>
1: oh. <sighs> I just love all the layers of metaphor with the hive and the comb and the honey and community and ways of looking at how the internal workings of the hive, but then how, you know, the hive nourishes the community through the gifts and through the honey Mm -hmm. that it creates in the comb. So it's, it's like this living, breathing
2: it is. It's yeah. A super yeah. I love. Right.
1: I just. I love all those
2: metaphors. It is, and then the apitherapy as well. Um, you know that that would be another part of the healing hive too. Going back to these old traditional ways of, of healing, um, whether it's through apothepy, whether it's through the um the essential oils, um, yeah, you know the the holistic practices, mm-hmm. whether it's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even yoga, which is, you know, very, mm-hmm. very often incorporated in, in the oils. But the I think um, recovery communities are more and more open to these sort of alternative because often people who um, have had issues with addiction mm-hmm. are very sensitive, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. sensitive. So they're getting all of this information. They're in this very, um, you know, mm-hmm. this vibration. Mm-hmm. And it's jarring until you can learn to balance yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had a, we have a lot of addiction conversations and trauma conversations on the Spiritual Charlotte podcast mm-hmm. and we, we meet with a lot of people who are working on all levels. So we've had people on the show who their work is in, in essential oils. Mm-hmm. And when you say um uh, ap-
2: apotherapy, Apither- apotherapy, uh-huh. this is the use of apis, me- apis mellifera the honeybee. Okay. So it's use of the use of the properties of the hive. So you can, um, you know, of course, honey, honey is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bee pollen. Bee pollen. Um, so, you know, I love to take bee pollen on a regular basis. It helps with allergies. It just, it's great. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a great, there's the royal jelly, there's the propolis, there's, um, you know, of course the bee venom, all which can be used for different forms of healing or just general health and well-being and it's, you know, it's Mm. a beautiful, beautiful ancient practice one. One surely, surely the Melissa were well, were well versed in, mm-hmm. and of course, Lady Spirit Moon up in the mountains, up in Madison County, she will blow your mind with her bee wisdom.
0: Well, we'll have to we'll have to talk with her. Uh, you know, I told you I went to the Black Mountain Bee Festival, a, a, a honey festival there. And ended up walking away with pollen and serum and but pu- pu- every you know and, and I tinctures thought, and all oh, of it. yes. I came back and Debbie's like, "What you doing?" And I'm like, "You need to be putting pollen and everything." You need. <laughs> <laughs> and you do And you do. Yeah, I mean, and
2: that's that that is powerful. I mean, that the hive has so many healing properties to it. Yeah. And um, you know, I am a no treatment beekeeper by choice. I have been for the last eight years. I've been certified since 2004. But, um, you know, so, so I really tend to my hives um, without adding antibiotics, antifungals, all these different things that, that man, I, I cannot judge outside because I'm not a commercial beekeeper for myself, mm-hmm. for the honey that I create, mm-hmm. that my girls create, that I just lovingly oversee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I want it to be as pure as it can be. So, um,
0: as we close up the show, uh, what I want for people to realize is that you are also offering workshops out of here that are bringing the gifts of other people who are creating and um, providing opportunities to connect and meet the sacred in different, unique ways, Mm -hmm. and um, we hope one day that we can come do beekeeping class, just saying. (laughs) Um,
2: We'll have to do a little mini. We'll have to do that.
0: Yeah. Mm Um, because really once like you said once you identify oh wait a minute okay these are my people it's it's a, now it's a conversation of how do we connect more yes what else is there for us to share together so but um, do you have workshops that you schedule here
2: and there we do and um, right now what we've been doing is Marty current who works with me um, is working with Ashley McAllister and they are redesigning the hive website it's sort of been a placeholder for all of this time as I've been getting this structure in place mm-hmm. um, but it's going to launch next week next Friday February 15th as an actual e-commerce site so you know we will bring products from the hive that we would like to be able to ship and and um, uh, you know we'll be sharing of course our design services but all of that's custom and then our products in-house the sandblasted and the um, you know, the personalized gifts and some of the unique things I find from around the world will be available, as well as our corporate awards. Now it's sounding like an ad, right? Um, <laughs> as well as our corporate awards. But also, we're going to begin repopulating our workshop site because we've not had all of the places, all of the, everything in place that we've needed to be truly successful in marketing. And I think having a strong website to come back to that's uh, working with all of our social media and our our database is over 2000, so working with our database as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll be able to really get those offerings out, and we're easy, I mean, we're easy to get to. You know, just a pop off of I-85. Yes, you are very easy to get to. Yeah.
0: It's wonderful. And you know, uh, Debbie, I think that um, bringing the mother tongue uh, to the hive might be yes. an interesting conversation. Yeah, and we've had yeah. we've
1: had a little bit of discussion around that. Yeah, to yeah. bring a light language sound, Darshan.
2: I think that would be so much when We've done some sound healings. They've been well attended. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we, because Marty is here and in place and able to handle that facet of the business mm-hmm. where I can keep my eye you know, and in, in heart where it really is, which mm-hmm. is in the design and sort of that one-on-one connection with people. Yeah. Um, but wanting to build that greater community, this is the year we're going to do that. Exciting. And double our revenues and create the first little... Um, because Marty put our plan in place to start to begin funding our foundation for the Hive Healing Foundation. So it's going to be small and tiny, but it's going to be a little monthly commitment to this vision. And and, in gratitude, with a certain knowledge, it will reveal itself exactly as it should be. Exactly. Well, seeds are small. I mean, the acorn grows into the giant oak tree, right? That's right.
1: So it has to start somewhere. That's right. Right? You have to plant the seed. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well,
0: yeah. I'll tell you. You know, I think that there's a lot to take in from any conversation with you. It is just like a show that has to be listened to a couple of times. Oh, there's <laughs> just multi. It's just all what?
1: multifaceted. Yeah, if you could see the I'm piece of paper, paper in front of minutes. me. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait. But I swear, um, we said it a couple times on the show. Um, but this is really, I think, what you embody and what the hive embodies, and. It is the verse Psalm one thirty nine fourteen. I give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well.
2: Yes. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you so much for thank you welcoming us into the hive oh. to spend some time with you and to learn more about you and your beautiful mission and your heart, and um, sharing it with our listeners.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the work y'all are doing. It's beautiful. It's profound. And it's right here and right there in Morrisville. (laughs) Easy. Easy. Thank you. Yes. And brave. It's brave too. I acknowledge that. Very brave. Thank you.
0: That was a word I thought the whole time you were talking. That takes a lot of bravery to rise to who you really are. And and, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we want everyone to know Hive design North Carolina or it's actually Hivedesignnc.com.
2: Hivedesignnc.com.
0: Okay. And is there anything else people need to know about getting in touch with you?
2: Um, well, no, we also have um, the the old website address was honortheflow at gmail or uh, that was my email, honor dot com or um, hivegastonia.com. dot So all three of those will get you to us. But eventually, we are branding and transitioning to Hive Design NC. Okay. Um, and then, of course, like our phone number, <laughs> our phone number. Well, Hive. you're right in downtown Gastonia, we are, in the, on old, the old main avenue. Mm-hmm. So, we are across from the county building. <laughs> you can pay your taxes at the same time if you're in Gaston <laughs> yeah. County. And you, and you can't miss it. We are going
0: to put some pictures out there of, oh the, of your place. You yeah, can't I miss get, it. You see it from a mile away. Adorable. So, if you are, um, if this is your tribe, uh, you're going to find it.
2: You're going to find it. Perfect. What a treasure. Thank you, thank
0: you Merriman. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Thank you all. Thank you. My goodness, thank you. And we'll see the rest of you for,
0: I believe it's going to be episode 55. And I think the show is going to be with Mr. Mike Watson of uh, the famous uh, MC here in Charlotte. A real spiritual guy who has been on the TEDx stage and all other stages. He's going to be talking about authentic heart-centric leadership. Look Beautiful. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. All right. See you guys next Wednesday.